Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, the crime critic. In this episode, y'all, I'm going to talk about a letter that I received from a grandmother out there. She was concerned about her grandson, uh, maybe ended up in prison. And she wrote me a letter talking about his family, his mother and father, how he was being raised, and some of the bad decisions that he had made or have made, and her fear that he may end up in prison. And she was asking me, is there anything that I could recommend? Uh, that she do or give her some advice and, um, so that she can help him. And I decided to do an episode about it. She doesn't mind. And uh, I'm hoping that he listens to it, his parents listen to it, and everybody else after listen to it and get something from it. I'm going to be uh, using a good friend of mine in this episode to explain what it's going to be like, what it would be like for him and any other juvenile if they came into the system. My friend Udon. Uh, he did an episode for me early on when I first started my podcast, and uh, I think that he had a lot of valuable insight that only he could give, you know what I'm saying, as a juvenile offender. So, Udon, introduce yourself, man, and then we're going to start this thing off. Hey, what's up, y'all? Uh, uh, first of all, uh, thank you, Joe, for asking me to do this. Uh, my name is Udon Pinyanavon, and I have served over 24 years of a 40-year sentence. You did that. Okay. And when you came into the system, how old were you? I was uh, 16, 16 and a half, something like that. Yeah, 16, 16 and a half. Okay. Now, I think that's going to be important because, uh, you know, people have to understand that coming into prison as an adult is challenging. You feel me? Scary at the same time. But coming into the system as a child, yeah, it has to be terrifying, right? Yes. But before we get into, you know, what you can offer to the show, let me lay the foundation uh, about what she wrote me. Uh, she was telling me about her grandson, and uh, from the time that he was like, I think it's somewhere between six or eight. I don't have this letter in front of me, y'all, so I'm trying to remember um, everything that she talked about. But uh, somewhere around six, between six and eight years old, his parents uh, divorced. Uh, his parent, his mother is a teacher, his father is a police officer, two professionals. Uh, but when they divorced, uh, the father really didn't want anything to do with the son because him and the mother were beefing all the time. And the mother, uh, she started dating uh, a drug dealer, surprisingly. Uh, you would think that a teacher, uh, particularly somebody that was formerly married to a police officer, wouldn't go that far uh, to the other side. But she started dating a drug dealer that was in and out of jail and whatnot, but she wasn't really involved in her son's life from that point on either, but he did still live with his mother, uh, and he was uh, basically raising himself. Uh, she didn't cook for him anymore. He would get his meals from his grandparents. Uh, if, he, if he called them and told them that he needed some money to go buy something, he, they would send him money and he would go eat fast food and stuff like that. They were taking the food. As he got older and became a teenager, you know, he would take himself a walk to the, uh, the uh, nearest McDonald's or Hardy's or something like that and get his food. Uh, but they were not hands-on. But one thing that they did do, the public face of the relationship was sound. Like, he's a phenomenal athlete, according to his grandmother. Plays baseball, football, and basketball. Um, they were at all the games. They made it look as if, you know what I'm saying, that he was being raised properly. You know, and he conducted himself in public when he was around his parents uh, the proper way. But behind the scenes, it was like, 
nobody's there for him. Uh, so he really didn't develop that structure, uh, get an opportunity to develop himself and nurture and grow in, in, within that structure that a child needs. So he's basically on his own. So when he became 15 or 16, I think that's what the letter said, uh, he got into a relationship with an adult, a grown woman, when she's 19, right? He's 17 now and she's, she's 21 now. Yeah, so when they first started, he was uh, 15 and she was 19, something like that, right? Something like that, you know, 16. But anyway, they've been together for two years. She's 21 and he's 17, so. But they started out before that. But she has a child. She had a child when she first started messing with him. And they seem to want to point the finger at this uh, young lady and blame her for their grandson uh, catching a, a drug case. He got caught with a couple of sacks of marijuana and got put on probation. And everybody's whooping and hollering and yelling at her, blaming her for the problems when I don't think that she's the problem at all. These problems for him started way before uh, he met her. And I think that's something that happens out there a lot. Uh, when, when the kids that we have uh, become teenagers, they start acting out. And, and that time we want to look and say, well, somebody's to blame for this, but not me as the parent. Because, you know, he's a teenager now. He should know better. Well, a child is not going to know better if they're not taught that, right? And he didn't have an opportunity to be taught better because the parents were beefing because they didn't want anything to do with each other and the child ended up suffering, yeah. right? So with that said, he's on probation now. If he makes it through this next month, he's got one more month of probation. If he makes it through that, they're gonna expunge his record and he might have a chance to go to college because he's a phenomenal athlete. They say a lot of people are trying to recruit him, but he's on the edge of becoming college uh, athlete or a convicted felon. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that's running the streets. I'm not going to say convicted felon, but somebody that's running the streets and potentially becoming a convicted felon, right? So I, I wanted you, Udon, to help me with this episode because I wanted you to speak to uh, your experiences as a juvenile and so that somebody like him and his parents could see that if they don't get it together, if he doesn't get it together, right, uh, what he might be facing and what his life is going to be like, you know what I'm saying, as a juvenile defender if he ends up in the system, right? Uh, so with that said, I want to ask you a question, man. What was your first experience like when they locked you up? What did that feel like to you as a child? And what were you thinking? I was terrified. Um when I heard the bars shut, like it was loud. Um, this is this is something new. Uh, you, um, you know, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm on my own. This is it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. So when you this this was at the juvenile. This facility? is this is at the juvenile facility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, did you did you think about like? Why are my parents not here? Why are my parents not coming to get me? Did there, any of those thoughts cross your mind? Yes, it yes it did. But I knew that even though they wanted to, they can't come get me right now because of the charges that was leveled against me. Right. So uh, uh, until you know a, a lot of stuff 
uh, has uh, uh, come around or go about, I knew then I'm here for uh, for a second. Seven months time. So yeah. during that period, though, did you have any problems with like depression, anxiety, yes. or anything like that? Yes. Did you know what you were experiencing? Did you know it was depression? I know at 16, most 16 year olds don't know what depression is, maybe. Well, today they're a lot more educated, so I'm gonna give them. But back then, I don't think a lot of us, even adults, really understood what depression and anxiety was. So when you were uh, initially locked up in a juvenile facility, did you suffer from depression or anxiety or anything like that? Yeah, so did you, like, what was it like as far as the depression? How did you feel? Um, were you lonely, afraid? Did you cry a lot? In, in yes. You did? Yes, I did. Uh, I cried. I was sad, frustrated, you know, all those emotions that, you know. Uh, was there any help for you? Did the counselor, did they have counselors? No. Did they have anybody to talk no. to? There's, there's, no. There's nobody to talk to us. Or, or to me, anyways, uh, I was in there, the, 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 the cell was shut, that's that on that, uh, you know, uh, uh, they come around every 30 minutes to do their little check or come around with the food or whatever. And what was that like, when they come around, did they ask you how you were doing, or no. they just come around and feed you? And no, when they come around, they don't really say anything, they just make sure you're alive and keep on moving. So your mental health is really not a concern. No, no, no. Okay. Not at all. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you, what was it like? What was it like when you got sent to prison? Well, I'm back up. What was it like when you were sentenced? And how much were you sentenced to? Uh, I was sent. I I was sentenced to forty years at a hundred percent. Forty years. And how were you when you got sentenced? To that? I was about when I got sentenced. I was about. Uh, a little eight, a, a, a little over eighteen years old. A little old. over eighteen years yeah. old. And you got sentenced to forty calendar years at a hundred percent. Yes. And what was the thought? What ran through your mind today? When uh, you realized that what was going on. Well, when I when when it finally hit me, when it finally hit me. And how long did it take to hit you? Uh. A few hours later, when I got back in my cell, mm. it, it it didn't really hit me right then because you know it was like okay, there's a lot going on. I'm trying to get done, finish, or whatever the case is. Uh, you know, uh, 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 there was a lot of attention about this case, and tension as well. Uh, until I, until I went back to my room, my cell. I was in the cell by myself. And then that's when uh, everything calmed down. Uh, the noise went away, and I got a, and I got a chance to process what just went down, what ju what just transpired. And when it and when it finally hit me, uh, that forty year sentence at hundred percent, I felt like man, I was gonna die. Like you know, like somebody just hit me in my gut, yeah. took the wind up right. out of me. You know, uh, like it was over. Like it was over. Like completely over. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and just so that the audience uh, can understand, I, I want 
to ask you a couple of questions and then we're going to get back on the business. But I want them to really get a mental picture of you, right? Because this is an audio, right? Uh, how tall are you? I'm about five or five foot two. About five foot two? Yeah. Back then, how much did you weigh? From 120 to 125. Five foot two, weighed 120 to 125, right? Correct. Right. And a little bit over 18 years old. Correct. Come, getting ready to come into an adult facility. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I want you to think about that. Y'all listen to this. Think about it. Get a picture in your head of Udon. You know what I'm saying? So, when you got to prison, when you, when you were sent to prison, what was that like? That first night? I was terrified because I, I'm, I'm in a room with somebody I don't know. And he, like, is, like, built. What you mean, built? Like, tall and stocky and muscular. muscular. Yeah, like, like built. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, like, I don't know anything about him. Uh, uh, he could easily uh, 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 outpower me at do any given moment. Do what he, whatever he wanted to do. You know, and uh, uh, so did they, when you got there, did they ask you about who you wanted to live with? Oh, no, no. oh, no, no, they didn't ask you that? no, did they, they told you where you were going, yeah, to whatever sales available at the time. That's, I mean, that's where you're going, that's it, that's it, right, right, okay. So, um, so what was that first year like? How, how did you adjust? Tell me about that. What was your process like? Uh, that first year, I'm just trying to adjust to the culture, the prison culture. Because mm -hmm. it's not like out there, you know, there's certain uh, bylines and guidelines uh, that the inmates go, uh, 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 go through or have to do. The way we live. Yeah. The, the way we live and yeah. how uh, uh, the officer, uh, 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 they, they have their own byline and guidelines. So I, so I have to uh, uh, correctly distinguish between the two yeah uh because if i if i bypass or cross that line then i'm gonna get my head knocked so off it, now let yeah. me ask this question before this encounter that led you to prison had you ever been locked up before no so this you is, had no knowledge of what this life none none whatsoever like at all none none all whatsoever way. okay how as, as, as like you said, adjusting to the rules of prison, uh, how difficult was that for you? I mean, it was difficult because this is something new for me. Uh, if 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 you walk wrong, talk wrong, it's it's like hey, you know, uh, that that's your head. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it could be your life. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you you gotta you gotta tread lightly. You gotta. It's kind of almost like walking on eggshells. All the time. Yeah, you got to be real careful who you uh, 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 uh who you uh, uh, talk to, associate with, or, uh, or who you allow to talk to you as well. Right. You know, you just can't say anything to anybody, and I just can't say anything to anybody. So, you know? how did you determine who was cool to talk to and who wasn't cool for you to talk to? Uh, certain people that I've kind of been around for a while and I uh, uh, kind of get, kind how of get. You, how did they, how did you get to know them? I mean, you're by yourself. You don't know anybody, right? Right. Coming in on your own. 
So how did you determine that? What, what led to you saying this guy here is straight and this one is not? What, did you, what was your process? In the process of time, in the process, in the process of time, uh, I don't, I didn't push anything. Uh, I didn't go in there and try to make friends or anything. Uh, it's just a flow, like the river. You know, I just let things flow. I, I'm not looking for anything. You know, and uh, be, and just being careful of whoever pushes themselves up on me. You know, mm -hmm. that's that's that, that's like a red flag. Mm -hmm. uh, and. Uh, 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 just just being very attentive uh, mm -hmm. and uh, using some of what I, I've already known when I was on the, on the town or on the street mm -hmm. or what somebody have already advised me or told me about prison. About prison. What were yes. some of the things that they told you? Uh, uh, like I said, be careful of who uh, approaches you and who wants to uh, befriend you uh, so quickly. Um, uh, be careful of accepting things or material things from certain yeah, people. Yeah, because yeah, it, yeah, it can lead. Yeah, because it can lead to a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, be careful uh, 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 how uh, people talk to you when you talk to people, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Now, the people, the people that work at no, this uh, no, this is straightly from from me. Yeah. When we come in, they give us this, you know, uh, so-called orientation. Uh, 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 basically, just telling us, uh, 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 like it's kind of diluted in. Yeah. In my opinion, uh, they didn't really just uh, go in depth. Of you know uh, how life is in prison, mm -hmm. uh, what what could and can can, can happen and stuff wow. like that, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but 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 they have advisors like, hey, you know, uh, 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 just be careful who who you associate with. That that's all and stuff like that, right. you know. Right. Let me ask you, how did um, you being sent to prison affect your family? Oh, greatly. Um. Uh, my family loves me, you know. Uh, and I love them. Uh, uh, I'm, uh, uh they're hurting and I'm hurting. Right. You know. Uh, 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 they still hurt now. Uh, I miss them and they miss me. You know. Uh, can't wait to get back to them and they feel the same way. You know. Uh, not just that. You know, fam, uh, other family members and. Uh, you know, communities and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, I so, imagine that. Yeah. yeah. It's hard on the family. Yeah. Well, well, and, I, and I ask you that because I want the parents of this young man that I'm talking about in this episode. Right. At the beginning of the episode, anyway. I want them to think about uh, their son. Right. And how they're going to feel if he ends up in here. I want them to imagine and any other parent that might be listening to this episode, I want you to imagine what your life is going to be like if your child, the person that you gave birth to, the person that you um, raised, whether it was directly, indirectly, or not, I want you to imagine what your life is going to be like when they're not there. 
when you wake up in the morning to cook breakfast, you're not going to be cooking breakfast for them. When you uh, have something special going on like holidays or weddings and graduations, all those things, they're not going to be there. I want them to think about that. So can you give me an example of how your mother, your father, your sister, you know what I'm saying? Give me an example of something that they told you that they wish you were there, that you couldn't be there, and how it affected you? You know, uh, my uh, parents uh, have grown uh, a little bit older, and yeah. they have health issues and stuff like that. You know, uh, there's been times uh, where they needed help, uh, uh, you know, physically. Uh, to cook and clean and all that kind of stuff for them. And uh, there's been times, uh, um, you know, my parents, they still kind of uh, uh, iffy on the English language and yeah. may maybe needed me to kind of uh, translate uh, certain medical conditions to the nurse, to the doctors and or, or about right. what they are feeling or right. how they doing and stuff like right. that, you know. Right. And uh, with and with my sister uh, and brother, you know, my sister, uh, she got married twice and I missed both of her wedding. I missed the birth of her kids, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, and I missed my sister graduation, you know, mm -hmm. uh, from school, high school, whatever, uh, uh, and you know my brother got a child as well. I, you know, miss being there for him and for my nephew and nieces and stuff like that. You know, so there's there's uh, you know, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of uh, hurt and pain. There's a lot of stuff that I wish I can take back. Yeah. You know, because uh, yeah, because like this is real life. This is not. In, this is mm -hmm. not. A movie. Let me this is not. You real quick, yeah, I know I probably have a lot of people ask the question. A few minutes ago, you said something about the English language, the barrier yeah. with your parents. Would you mind telling people what your nationality is? Or? Uh, I am a Laotian. Uh, mm -hmm. I I was born in Thailand. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we came to America in '88. Uh, in '88, right, right. So yeah, I just wanted to point that out. I'm sure some of y'all will say, "Wait a minute, okay, what?" Why, why wouldn't they know the English language so on and so forth? It's not that important to me, but it's be important. It gives people a right, better, right. fuller context of right. conversation. And, that's, and that makes me think of something, too. What was it like as an Asian coming into the system? You know what I mean? Because mostly in the system, you'll see black, white, and Latino. You feel what I'm saying? So here you are, an Asian. Were there any other Asian on the compound? No. You were the only one? Absolutely not. I was the only one. Oh, my goodness. And man. Yeah. Uh, I've tried to search out uh, 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 any of my, what, can I say, kind or ethnicity. Right, absolutely. You look with somebody yeah, look like you. Yeah, right. or, or, or speak like me. Uh, nothing. Nobody. So you mostly associate with? I mostly associate with blacks. They, yeah. uh, uh, thank God, very fortunate that they have welcomed me with open arms. Yeah. Uh, they didn't absolutely. look, yeah, they, they did not, uh, 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 drive me away, uh, uh, drove, drove, drove me away, they, they treat me bad, they, 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 uh, 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 uh yeah, they embraced me as yeah. like I was one of their own. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, I did not know that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. uh, I didn't see that coming, but, uh, thank, but thank God for Thanks that. For yeah. Okay, let me, let me get into something. I want to ask you something a little specific, right? Tell me about the first time that 
you um, witnessed uh, stitching. Did you have you ever witnessed somebody being stabbed in here? I have. Uh, tell me about that and what was that like for you? Um, the first sticking or stabbing that I witnessed, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, was 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 really like terrible. Uh, it did something to me psychologically at first. Uh, you know, to see that kind of to see that kind of violence, somebody just getting stuck. I mean, you know. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you mean? You said it did something psychologically. Uh, it's something that I've I've never saw. Uh, and yeah, like yeah, I like I've never saw anything like that. And then people like you just keep on stabbing the man. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and I imagine that that could have been me. You know what I mean? Like getting stuck like that. You know? Did you, and, have, did you have a pocket knife? Yes, I did. How did you come up on a pocket? Uh, somebody. Yes. 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 Okay. Uh, um. You you might not believe this, but like this is how it really went down. <laughs> as soon as I came to the cell, it it, it wasn't when as soon as I got to uh, the penitentiary, as soon as I as soon as I came to my assigned cell, somebody approached me because uh, uh, I guess they saw me with a lot of groceries, meaning commissary. commissary you know, yeah. you know, uh, you know, we use commissary as a currency. That's right. In here, so yeah. I, I had a lot of commissary, and you know, uh, 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 and had some Christmas packages as well that was sent from the town. Yeah, you know, I had a lot of I had a lot of groceries, and he approached me off the top, like I didn't go looking for anything. You don't know him. You don't I didn't know. I, yeah, I've never seen this. I've never seen this cat before. He approached me and said, "Hey, do you want to buy a knife?" You know, it's not a literal, uh, literal knife, but yeah, no, but no, but a shank, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a shank, uh, yeah. you know, an ice pick, but, yeah, penitentiary yeah. stuff, you know. But you know, I hey, you know, it looked like it looked like it'll do the it's job, like yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but uh, 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 yeah, somebody approached me and uh, asked me if I wanted to buy it. I'm like, of course, you know. Uh, I didn't know any, like, I didn't know nobody. I'm like. You know, uh, uh, I, uh, uh, you know, I, I told myself, you know, if I gotta use it, I got to use it. You know, uh, uh, not that I want to, but you know, uh, not, not saying that I, I'm not scared if I gotta use it. But hey, it's it, it's it like is what it is. It's what it is like do yeah. or die. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So when you saw that that sticky, it, it scared you. Yeah. Yeah. You thought that could have been you. Yeah. It messed you up yeah. a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Did you have nightmares about it? Did you think about it a lot after that? Uh, I didn't necessarily have nightmares about it, but I thought about it. Yeah, you know, about it yeah, from time to time. From time, to time like, scared. yeah, I was, yeah, of course. Like that, that was my first sticking. Yeah, yeah. it'll mess you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah. All yeah. That. And that's yeah. unfortunate that that's something that you're gonna experience. Yeah, in here. you're gonna see it. Yeah, you're gonna see it. Yeah, you're here long enough. You're gonna see it. Yeah, you're gonna see it. So uh, the person. Did they die or did they live? Yeah, they. Well, excuse me. They didn't die. They lived. He was in critical condition, but uh, well, but thank God he lived. Good. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, let me ask you another question. Um, you know, because a lot of people ask these types of questions. You know, yeah. Uh, as far as uh, did you ever get into a fight in here? Have you ever been in a fight? 
you on your own having to fight somebody else. And if you did, what was the circumstances surrounding that? And how did it Um, Yes, I did get in the fight. Uh, my uh, uh, first fight, uh, physical fight, like this is real, this is real. This is, uh, this is not a game. Uh, my uh, real fight uh, uh, was about uh, some cigarettes. Uh, at the time in prison, they sell cigarettes on commissary. And uh, 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 at times, you know, there will be a drought. Yeah. There would be no cigarettes yeah. uh, uh, in in the facility until you know your, your store day or whatever. Yeah. And uh, 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 and I had some. Uh, and this guy, he came around uh, and wanted uh, some cigarettes or whatever. And because of the drought or whatever, and plus you know, uh, 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 back in the days, how I was living. He was hustling. Yeah, I, I look at it like, man, I ain't got nothing for you. Right. Uh, I guess uh, uh, he didn't like my answer. Uh, I told him because it was basically no. Yeah. And Or uh, uh, he might not like the way I said it. I don't know. But I was in my cell. He rushed me. When he rushed me, I kind of uh, 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 fell back and uh, kicked him off me. And then... Uh, uh, and then I stood up, and me and him were just fighting in the middle of the cell. He was about, probably about your height, Joe. Yeah, I'm about six months. Yeah, but he was like skinny, though. He had some long arms. Yeah. But uh, me and him, yeah, me and him was just fighting like in, yeah, we were just, we were fighting in the cell, like, it felt forever. Me and him was just fighting, and then, yeah. uh, and then a friend of mine, uh, I don't know how he knew, but, uh, 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 Later on, uh, he told me that somebody heard it and went downstairs and got him. He came upstairs, running upstairs real fast, and then this, uh, uh, he had broke up the fight. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, in a way, I'm kind of uh, like, I'm super glad because, you know, I smoke. I'm tired, you know what I mean? <laughs> How old are you here? I was probably about, I, I was probably about 20. Yeah, I so probably about 20. a couple of years yeah, 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 before your yeah, first fight. Yeah, I was mm -hmm. probably about 20. I was, man, I was tired, you know. Uh, and uh, You smoking cigarettes and, and Yeah. Did you smoke before you came to prison? Uh, off and on. Off and on? Yeah. But coming to prison, I kind of, you know, uh, wanted to deal with my issues. So, uh, I, you know, so uh, just trying to find it in something, just trying to cope. Yeah. You know, yeah. so uh, yeah. Now, let me ask you one more question, man, because I know a lot of people will ask this question too. You come into the system, you're a child, uh, five foot two, 120 pounds, soaking wet. Right. So, uh, and I don't want to scare people, but I want people to know the reality of this place. So, did you ever have a situation where anybody tried to rape you? No. You never had that happen? I've never had Good. that happen. Good. Yeah. Good. Did you ever have anybody approach you? No. So no. that doesn't happen to no. everybody. No, 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 it tell does not happen. You why, tell me why you think it didn't happen to you. Because I wasn't going, man. Like yeah, and they knew that. Yeah, and okay. they knew, like, I, like, I felt like early in my, uh, 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 you know, uh, 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 in your incarceration, incarceration, the, mm -hmm. the, uh, my, uh, I, I think, man, like, you know, not saying I'm big and bad or anything no, no, like okay. that. 
I'm saying I believe early on in my incarceration, I think I drew the line in the sand somewhere. And how did you do that? What did you have to do to make people understand that you were not going? Uh, I wasn't uh, uh, playing around. I, I didn't joke around. Didn't play, didn't yeah, joke. I didn't joke. Uh, you know, I, I let my uh, answer be yes or yes, no or no. You know, and I uh, had a, you know, uh, it, it wasn't like that at first, but I, but, but it, but it was something that I felt like I had to do. You developed a sternness about exactly, yourself, exactly, yourself, exactly. Right? The question that I have for you about that: then, Were you like that before you got locked up? No, no, no. You were not this I was, stern person. No, but you had I mean, become that person. Not like I was, because. Not like I was. I felt like I felt like man. I had to set my humanity aside. Mm. I felt like man. Did you understand that at that age? What you? No, no, doing? not at that age. You but yeah, I, yes, yes. In mm. hindsight, you mm. know, like yeah, just just reflecting now, I had to set my humanity aside. I realized that to survive. It's kind of like a jungle. To survive in that environment, you know, I had to set my humanity aside and and act like an animal. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, it's the jungle. Yeah, it's like Absolutely. you know, I had to set my uh, 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 emotions aside and kind of became this savage. To survive. To survive. It's not that you wanted to be. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. I had to. But the thing about that was, though, when I set it aside, I forgot who I was. Changed. It changed me. I'm like it changed me just like that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, 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 like that's that's when the sternness and the hardness, you know, uh, 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 uh and that's who, you became. That's who I became. Kind of like emotionless. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Uh, uh. Uh, being like that for too long is not good, especially if you run with, with a crowd that, 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 that's encouraged that and does the same thing. Yeah. That's not healthy. You feel what I'm saying? Did your family notice the change in you, your behavior? Yeah, they did. They, uh, did. they did because of the way at times when I talked to them on the phone. Mm. It wasn't right, you know, uh, 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 because... That's, what, that's who you have become. Yes. Yes, and uh, 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 it got to the point where at times, or probably uh, all the time, uh, uh, I didn't know how to turn it off, or, or I didn't know how to come back. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just like, like, like it, things were just happening so fast, man. It's, it's, it's yeah, it, because the place where I was at was like wide open. You know the facility where I was at, like open. Yeah, anything goes. It, it it just opened like a few years ago before I got there. It was yeah. still wide open, yeah. and it was just everything was just happening so fast, and 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 it was just I was just trying to survive. You were just trying to survive, and the part of that was becoming now. Uh, before I close this out, man, uh, tell me how how did you come back? Uh. You know, Joe, Jesus, man. Absolutely. Like, I remembered him 
when I when I was in the juvenile, uh, he uh, I mean uh, I got saved. Oh, I asked him to be my Lord and Savior as a juvenile, and. And when I got sick and tired of sick and tired, I remembered him. And uh and I prayed to him. And uh thank God like he remembered me. And that's how I came that that's how I came back. Uh I I I truly think that if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't have come back. You wouldn't have gotten back. Yeah. Appreciate that. Man. Yeah. Uh for sharing that. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh Say this to that grandmother that wrote me that letter about her grandson. I appreciate that she did that. Um, I just wanted to touch on those types of things that we talked about because I want people out there to understand that um, as bad as it may be between the adults, that the most important thing that they should be focusing on are the kids. Um, most definitely. Most definitely. Whatever it is. Because you do not want them to come in here and become that animal to survive. Because everybody doesn't get back. Everybody doesn't get back. Don't, it, man. This is sure like a university. If you come in here and you learn how to be an animal and you take that to the streets with you. And you just lose yourself. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like I say, most people don't get back. Thank God that you did. Uh, and I would hope that, you know, for that young man that had a grandmother, that was so concerned about him that she wrote me and asked me this question. I would hope that he hears this and any other juvenile that is listening to this, uh, I would hope that you would understand that no matter how bad your life may be out there, it'll be worse in here. And if you do feel like you're not getting the, the help uh, that you need from your parents, go to your grandparents, go to somebody that you trust and, and, and ask them, tell them what you're going through. Because you don't want to go through this because you're not going to get the help you think. You know what I'm saying? This is not TV. You know what I'm saying? It's real life. This is real life. Udon, I want to thank you again for doing this, man. And I appreciate you. This has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, the crime critic. And I say peace, y'all.